Good morning and welcome to Grandparent Day and the culmination of our Christian Life Week. In just a moment, I'll ask you to join me. Stand if you're able. We traditionally open our assemblies with pledges and prayer. By the way, as a grandparent, if you didn't get a copy of this book, talking about encouraging your grandkids and the influence you have, make sure and pick that up on your way out as well. Join me if you would. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please remain standing and join me as I ask God's blessing on our time here. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come boldly before the throne of grace, confident in the free life through Jesus Christ. Thank you for your love for us and the way that that's been expressed. Thank you for this amazing notion, as in Romans 5, that Christ died for the ungodly, that you loved us while we were yet sinners, and you expressed that love through the sacrificial death, burial, and resurrection, and the hope that we have for eternity through Christ. Thank you for this community, for the young men and women, and for their parents and their grandparents, for the great-grandparents that are here. Thank you for the continuing legacy of your word, which does not return void. Pray that you'll bless our speaker today as she shares the hope that she's found in Christ and some of her journey. May the words that she says be anointed by you, and may you bless us as we hear them. May we hear your voice. And now as we worship together, may we glorify you in all that we do and say. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, good morning. Thank you. Full house today. It is great to have everybody here, great to have all the students and the grandkids and also our grandparents, and we even have some alums that are back, so that's fantastic as well. Uh, if you guys remember this, uh, students, we have come this week, uh, honestly, service day seems like forever ago, and it was only on Monday, right? But uh, we've come through this week and had different speakers speak to us. Uh, I did not tell the the grandparents, this, we actually had Bible character dress-up day uh, yesterday, and um, that was pretty enlightening, um, but uh, that, was, that was great. But today, uh, today we, we finish our um, Christian Life Week, uh, The Great Adventure, and one, one of the things that I will remember, uh, on Wednesday, uh, Jacob Stallings um, who is a BA alum. He actually uh, plays catcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he is the reigning uh, National League Gold Glove winner. And he and his wife, Amy Beth, who met here at Brentwood Academy, uh, both are alums, they shared their story. And I was telling my seventh grade Bible class this morning, the one thing that I'll, one, one, just one of the things I'll remember is Jacob said, he said, you know, every, he goes, the first time I ever got up to bat, he goes, I got up to bat when Bases were loaded and two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And he said, I, he goes, the third base coach on my way to the plate said, hey, just relax. He goes, relax. He goes, I was so stressed. He goes, I was so tense. And he said, I just took a deep breath. And I said, Lord, help me. And he said this. He goes, I got a hit. He goes, it was amazing. He goes, I got a hit. It was, it was awesome. And, and he said this. He said, every time I go to the plate, I take a deep breath and I say, Lord, help me. And he said this. He goes, I don't get a hit every time. He goes, in fact, a lot of times I strike out after I say, Lord, help me. And he does. But the thing that I wanted our kids to hear, and, and I heard as well, 
we don't serve a God who's a genie. You rub your Bible and he comes out and he gives you everything you want. That's, that's, not, that's not who our Savior is. He doesn't promise that, hey, follow me and all your dreams will come true. He says, follow me and I will be with you. Highs, lows. Many of us sitting in this room right now, some of us are at the highs. Some of us are maybe at the lowest of the lows. I've asked our speaker today to come and share the faithfulness of God in her life over the years. And so, without further ado, our speaker today is Ms. Cece Winans. She's an American gospel singer. She has been awarded 12 Grammy Awards, 28 GMA Dove Awards, 16 Stellar Awards, 7 NAACP Image Awards, along with many other awards and honors to her credit. Cece Winans. Ready? Cece Winans is known as the greatest gospel artist of all time. How about that? This is... No wonder she has, it's not a self-proclaimed title, uh, but she has the title, the queen of gospel music. <laughs> and, um, because life has just been perfect, hasn't it? There's never been a bad day, and life has just been perfect. Today, I've asked uh, Cece to come and share with us just the faithfulness of God through her life and the joy of the adventure that she's been on through the ups and the downs. And so, without further ado the queen of gospel music, Mrs. C.C. Winans. Let's give it up for her as she comes today. I owe him for that introduction. <laughs> That's funny. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I am so honored to be here, and uh, I want to give... Um, a special thank you to our worship team this morning. Give them a hand. While they were singing, I was over there singing with them. I was like, man, they got a hard crowd this morning. <laughs> hey, guys, you got to sing along with them. Grandparents, you got to sing along with these kids. Uh, anyway, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to speak to these wonderful people. Holy Spirit, have your way, and we will give your name all the praise and all of the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, I'm on the clock, and there's a lot I want to say. Uh, God is good, and he's worthy, and this is probably one of my favorite things to do. I, I think it's the first time I've talked to young people and grandparents at the same time, uh, but uh, I love speaking to young people because... I used to be young. No, really, I did, I did. And I don't know what happened. I don't know when I became part of the older generation, but it happened. I actually became a grandparent for the first time a year ago. I'm in the club! Woo! I made it, and I just happened to have a picture with me. That's Wyatt. Everybody say it all together. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. He he's a Christmas baby, guys. My daughter actually had a baby on Christmas Day. So I said, you have got to be like Jesus. <laughs> Wyatt, you don't get a chance to do anything wrong in life. 
All right, but God is good. Okay, you can take Wyatt off now because that will be a distraction for me. But, but it's amazing because when I think about I'm a grandparent now, it's like, when did that happen? Because kids, it felt like I was just your age yesterday. Well, maybe not yesterday, day before yesterday. Um, and, and when I speak about my life, yes, it, it has been perfect. It has been absolutely perfect. I don't think we understand the real definition of perfection. But perfect is when you embrace God's will for your life. When you know Jesus as your personal savior, it doesn't get any perfect than that. And I want to really talk to the young people today because I know I stand here today blessed and I've been able to become a grandparent and I'm full of joy, peace, and happiness because I decided to give my life to Jesus at a very young age. Um, I, I started singing, for those of you who don't know why I have 12 Grammys and all the other stuff they named, which is hilarious to me. Um, it, it, started, it started in church as an eight-year-old. My mom and my sunshine band teacher said, you're going to sing this song. And I never, I love singing, but I never wanted to be out front. I am very comfortable in the background. And, uh, but they were like, no, you're going to sing this song. And so the song went like this, my first solo um, in church. Uh, Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting in my soul. Bread from heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me That was my first solo, but, but truthfully, it went like this. Fill my cup, Lord. <laughs> I lift it up, Lord. And they just watched me be tortured over and over again. But, but what I want to let you guys know, young people, is that they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. They saw a gift, a talent. They saw God's hand on my life. And um, I really didn't want to have anything to do with it, but they saw it. And so when I look over my life and I see what God has done through those parents and grandparents and pastor and teachers and those godly influences that God has put in my life, just because I submitted to them, I'm blessed today. And I have lived a blessed life because of those that God had blessed me with. I had godly parents. I had a godly grandparents. And my grandmother was, um, she was just my best friend. You know, I just love hanging out with her. And... Um, and I'm so glad that when they told me to do something, even when I didn't want to do it, I did it. 
because as wise as you young people are, your parents and your grandparents and your pastors, they know a lot more than you do. <laughs> grandparents, can I get an amen? Come on, am I in a club or what? Can I get an amen? All right, grandparents. They, 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 they know a lot more than you know. And um, there were young people with me who chose not to listen to their parents and their grandparents and the authority that God had put over them. And they didn't, they didn't end up with a blessed life. I, I grew up in a, a pretty big family, the Winans family. Um, my father was the only child in his family. My mom had one sister and they came together and they had 10 kids. Yeah, I guess they said, we will not be lonely again, <laughs> you know? And so I had a lot of siblings. My, my mom and dad had seven boys straight. I was the first girl, and I have two younger sisters. And they tell me when they brought me home, my brothers looked at me and said, what is this? <laughs> she has messed up our ball team. Um, and, and, and even within the family, you know, my mom and dad, they believed in one scripture for sure, and that was you spare the rod, you spoil the child. You know, nowadays they call it abuse, but back then we got whippings, guys. And it didn't kill me. Thank God for whippings. Anybody happy for whippings? Any grandparents happy for I know no young people probably happy. Y'all not going to raise your hand yet. <laughs> but, 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 but um, you know, my parents was like, okay, y'all do this. If not, you're getting a whipping. And, you know, and, and my brothers, I used to wonder, what's wrong with them? Because they would get whippings like every week. You know, you're never supposed to, you know, we have children's church now in churches, right? When we were growing up, it wasn't children's church. You know, we would have sunshine band, but that was in between services. But during services, we sat on the front row, and they would dare you to move, right? And so, so as, as the eighth child, I would look at my brothers and say, why don't y'all understand that our parents mean what they say, and they say what they mean? But, you know, they just liked whippings. I just said, you know what? I'm going to learn from y'all mistakes, and I'm going to do what they tell me to do. And, uh, and I say that because some people just want to go through life and experience all the rough places. I'm not one of those people. I feel like if God has a plan for me, and he's already thought it out from the end, from the beginning, then... And he wants what's best for me, right? God wants what's best for us. Why would we try to do something else? It makes no sense. But you have a choice. You have a choice to choose God's way for your life or choose your own. And I promise you, if you choose God's way, it's the best way. It's the best way by far. Do I have any witnesses in here today? Come on, talk back to me. I like a church to talk back to me. Um, the scripture tells us in Jeremiah 29 and 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you. Each one of you, God has a plan for your life. You were wonderfully and uniquely made for the purpose that he has for your life. All right? It says, I, For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, 
plans to give you hope and a future. Young people, raise your hand if you want a bright future. You can, you can go all the way up if you want to. Don't be shy about it. Anybody want the bomb future? Now, anybody want a horrible future? Raise your hand. I bet not see one hand go up in here. We all want a bright future, and we should, because God has a bright future in store for you. But you have to choose it. You have to choose it. You have to understand that Jesus loves you and that he has a plan for your life and that you have to be willing to submit to that plan. And a lot of times you might say, well, how do I submit to God? You submit to God through his word, but you submit to God by submitting to those he's put over you. It's a place of safety. It's like we talk about submission to authority nowadays, and it sounds like a bad word. But God created submission and authority for your safety. I didn't have to experience things that a lot of my friends experienced because I made the choice to obey. So I don't have anything really deep to tell you today, but I have the things to tell you that I know will make a difference in your life today and for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Psalm 139.14 says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Everybody say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It says, marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. I want every young person, everybody, but specifically I'm speaking to the students, to understand that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. One of the lies of the enemy is to tell you you're not enough, or I'm not like this person. You know why jealousy makes no sense at all? Jealousy and envy makes no sense at all. And that is because God has uniquely wired you up for the purpose that he's given you. So for me to try to act like somebody else, it's just not going to work. And God has blessed every one of us with gifts and talents. You are valuable to the king of kings. You are valuable to the God of the universe. He knows you by name. He has wired you up for his purpose. He's allowed you to be in the families that you're in, whatever situation you're in. And it might not be the best in your eyesight, but it has everything to do with your purpose. So you have to embrace who you are. If you're popular, it's for a purpose. If you're not popular, it's for a purpose. Embrace who you are because the God who created you never makes mistakes. He's smiling over you and he's saying, ah, I've created this path. But you know, your, your mom's going to tell you this and you're not going to want to do it, but you need to do it anyway. Your grandma's going to tell you this. Your grandpa is going to say this. And every time you say, yes, Lord, it's like you get right into the plan that God has for you. 
Every time you say no, you get out of the plan. There's been times I looked over, it's like, how did I escape that? And it was like, thank you, Jesus, because I was in church where I was supposed to be. I was hanging out with the right people. How many know that everybody that say they're a Christian is not a Christian? The Bible says evil communication corrupts good manners. We're to love everybody, but watch who you're hanging out with. Because if they're not going in the same direction, if they're not uh, asking the Lord to have his perfect, perfect will in their lives, then that's not the person you should be hanging out with. You can love them, you pray for them, but you pray for them from a distance. Y'all, I'm not going to jail for somebody else. Don't lose out on the promises that God has for your life hanging out with the wrong person. Amen? So you want to submit, and you want to hang out with people who are submitting. Um, Ephesians 6, 1 and 3, and I'm sure this is going to be all of the young people's most favorite scripture. Children. See, y'all already excited about it. <laughs> Children. And you might say, well, I'm grown. You're 18. No, you're not. <laughs> Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Everybody say, that's right. That's right. Honor thy father and mother which is the first commandment with a promise. The word of God is filled with so many promises for you. So many promises for you. But all of the promises, God's love for you is unconditional. But the promises are conditional. The promises, if you're going to hook up, be hooked up with all the promises, then you got to line up with the word of God. You have to line up with the word of God, all right? And um, then you can embrace the promises. You can experience God's bless, uh, best for you. It says, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. Like I said before, my life has been blessed because of the simple things. Um, you know, when you're on stage, a lot of times people think you live your life on stage. That's a very small part of your life. Very small part of your life. Your character is built by walking out the word of God. And the reason I'm coming for you guys so hard, I hope you feel it, is because, like I said before, I was young and I chose the way of the Lord. And I'm so glad that I did. I chose to live a holy life. I chose. And, and the thing is, when I say I, we can't do nothing on our own. The only reason I was able to choose is because the Holy Spirit empowered me to choose. That's why if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, notice I didn't say all of your friends. I said you. Because when you stand before Jesus, your friends will not be able to stand before him with you. Your parents won't be able to stand. Your grandparents, as sweet as they are, as much as they love you, they cannot stand before Jesus with you. But you will have to stand before Jesus for yourself. 
And Jesus sees everything. I don't know why we think as young people that God does not see in the dark. We believe he's the creator of the universe, but we don't think he can see us in the dark. When we're doing things we have no business doing. When we're saying things we have no business saying. God sees it. And you know who else sees it? The enemy sees it too. So you can, be, you can, you can act like you got it all together in front of everybody else, but God sees it and the enemy sees it. When the enemy sees it, he says, you know what? They're being disobedient to their parents. They're being disobedient to their grandparents. They're doing things they have no business doing. Ooh, they have opened the door for me. So now I can walk in and I can turn their life upside down and I can make them do things that they never thought they would do. But you're looking so cute on the outside. God is not moved by your cuteness. You're not that cute. Because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the only thing he comes for. And now he knows that he's got to make it feel good and look good in order to trick you. He comes for one reason. And because of where I've been singing and, and lifting up the name of Jesus and meeting people who are famous and beautiful and are wealthy, but are so lost because they don't know Jesus. Don't be tricked by all the things that look like it's shining on the outside and it's nothing but death in the inside. Nothing but death. So the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came. To give life and life more abundantly. So everything you choose. Ooh, y'all probably saying, ooh, I'm mad she came today. Because all of you guys are responsible for what you hear. And I didn't come to play. I didn't have to have, I, it's not like I needed something else on my schedule to do. And when I stand before the Lord, I have to give an account for what I say to you. Because your life is in the balance. So I need you to know the power of your choice. Every single day, the power of your choice. When you choose something, you're choosing life or death. One of the greatest deceptions is for us to think there is an in-between. Young people, there is not an in-between. There is not an in-between. It's either life or death. And whatever you choose, you will have to reap the consequences. So why not choose life? God loves you with the everlasting love. He's wired you up for success. He has a plan for your life. Will you go through hard times even when you choose what's right? Of course you will. But you would never have to go through it by yourself. And he will walk you through the challenges he will walk you through the dark times. He will be with you. Amen? Raise your hand if you're going to choose life. Amen. Amen. God is good. How much time do I have left? Oh, no, I don't have an hour and a half. 
I only had 30 minutes to start. Where am I at? How much time I got? Huh? Okay, praise God. Praise God. All right. So I want you to choose life. Remember, God has a plan for you. Jesus loves you, all right? I'm going to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Um, because, again, it's not about who you're hanging out with or how great your grandparents and your mom and your dad are. It's about your relationship with Jesus. And all of you all are old enough to know what's right and to know what's wrong and to take responsibility for your spiritual life. And God has blessed you. Look around this room. Grandparents, I heard grandparents flew in. Oh, my God. Y'all really don't have no excuse. Y'all are so well loved. But with that comes a responsibility for you to be a light to the world and for you to love Jesus with all of your heart, to love your friends the way Jesus loves you so that you can be a light to the world. God has a plan for you that will advance his kingdom. You're so valuable. Each one of you are so valuable. Embrace who you are. Embrace who God has made you to be. And get ready. Put on your seatbelt. Because God has a life that is full of adventure, full of beauty, and full of victory over every challenging situation. So I'm going to pray. And right now I just want to pray the prayer of salvation. And if you pray this with a sincere heart, you will be saved. And then I'm going to turn it over. So everybody bow your heads. And even if you're a believer already, please repeat this prayer with me in case someone is repeating it for the first time. Um, and they will hear our support. So pray out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that he loves me. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. I invite you to be the Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I will be empowered to live a life that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I love you so much. Thank you for having me.